0: Well, Richard and I have been talking already, and for those of you who follow the show, Richard's been on my show like one time. I've been on his show one time. We're kind of doing it again, but I was like talking to him like, holy crap, Richard, it's been like two Christmases, and we're in July right now since I was on your show, and I think you were on mine before then. Both of us have been podcasting, doing a bunch of stuff. We've gotten to know each other a little bit better. For those of you who didn't hear the first episode, though, Richard Kaufman has a podcast called Vertical Momentum. It's a top point. Five, it might be top 0.2% podcast, over 700,000 downloads. He brings on a ton of really cool, amazing speakers. If you listen to podcasts, I'm telling you right now, go to Vertical Momentum, check him out. He's amazing. But brother, I am happy to have you on the show. Um, like I know we talk all the time, but you know we're going to let people into our crazy conversations now.
1: Okay. And uh, before we even get started, I got to give a big shout out to Mr. Eric Allen, He's the one that introduced us, so I got to give a big shout out to Big E.
0: Yeah, I love Big E. Eric, Eric is doing a bunch of cool things. He has a cool podcast as well. Uh, check it out. I think that's called The Eric Allen Show. Yeah, um, Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Oh, and that just tells you, you know, the power of networking. You know, like the circle of people that we're in. Let's even just start there. Let's just dig in here. The circle of people that we actually connect with is amazing. Like, I know with your podcast, you've been able to bring in a bunch of people that would blow people's minds away. How do you even do that? How do you get guests? Because I know people are like, well, he's got a top five percent podcast. Is it top five, top three? I know it's way up there. Point three. I know point, point three, three, not five, point three five. That's like in the top, he's better yeah. than the top one percent.
1: Something like that. But uh, but for me, it all started building my my relationships. And the first one of the first people that ever helped me out was uh Zach Babcock. And so I actually took his course, learned everything I could from him. Then I took Eric's course, and then I took John Lee Dumas's course. So that's how I learned everything. And and from contacts with Zach, you know, I had uh, the authors of Rich Dad Poor Dad come on. And then once you start moving in different circles, uh, now I, I I I haven't looked for a guest in the last two years. I have one jet one gentleman, Todd Armstrong. He sends me all my guests, so I don't even go looking for them anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And Zach's a good dude, too, because it's a funny story. I started my podcast because I was in Zach's group, and he goes, if you do 15 episodes, I'll come on. I'm like, holy cow, this is like a big podcast. It's like, It's I can do 15 episodes, and that's kind of how I got that whole thing going. But I think that goes into the power of networking and connecting with the right people. But why did you start a podcast? Which I mean, you're really good at it. You get a lot of cool people. What was the... What made you say I'm going to get on the mic, talk to people, tell my story? What what got you doing that? Well,
1: and and I and I'm so embarrassed to say this, but this is the true story. People that know me knows I don't BS. Um I'm an accidental podcaster. So I I was working with GNC and, and I would just try a new product and I would, I'd hop on Anchor and be like, "Bro, this tastes great," or "This tastes like ass." This doesn't <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> When I lost my vi- I lost eighty percent of my vision three years ago. My friend said, "You got to do something." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "So I just I hit record and I just, you know, started talk telling people my story, and then I interviewed a guy that had both legs blown off and both arms blown off, and he's skiing in Aspen, mm-hmm. living his best life. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, you know, I may be blind." But I still have limbs. I still have, uh, you know, hands. I can still do things. And that's when I started interviewing people. And then it kind of just, it kind of just blew up. But the funny thing is my old podcast, Success, Your Why, Powers, Your How, had 280 episodes nice. until I realized it was never on iTunes. Oh, did you ever
0: get it on iTunes?
1: Yep, yeah, And I okay. tried to put them on. <laughs> and they're like, uh. No, we we don't have the bandwidth to to put two hundred eighty episodes into it. So I I had to start a whole new podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. And but now here's the crazy thing, that just that shows people what to do. You had an idea, you had a dream, you started talking about products, then you started talking to people, and you didn't even do it the right way, the guru way, whatever. But you have over seven hundred thousand downloads now. So learn move forward test and try do something you love reach out to people like that's great the other thing you mentioned i loved is you said i was grateful for the life i had i met a guy that didn't have no arms or legs but he was skiing in aspen and if he can put something into his life so can i and i know this is near and dear to your heart because you're former military and you do a lot with veterans and all talk to us a little bit about that because like you do coffee stuff too still correct
1: uh, so, yeah I have uh, I can't do it because I a virtual background yeah I have my own ver- vertical Momentum coffee of course I got swag t-shirts and all that stuff and the reason I did that is because I want to be able to pay it forward and for me people like to get behind a mission
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when somebody buys a, a bag of my coffee or a t-shirt or whatever 100% of the profits go to help veterans so I don't make any money off everything I do, but it just means I'm paying it forward and people don't mind sharing my stuff or if they buy the stuff they're going to wear and take pictures just so they know I'm paying it forward. So for me, it's never about, you know, getting famous. It's all about creating, you know, an impact. And my two mm-hmm. words for this year, and we talked about this in one of the groups in January, was attention and intention. hmm. So that was my goal for this year, my goal for this year. If it doesn't have to do with intention or attention, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, I want to be like Kobe. I want to be in my lane, but I want to dominate my lane.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And you have that heart. The reason why we get along so well is that I believe in a relationship first. I believe in authenticity first. I want real, genuine people that I can help. And that's what you are. You're real. You're genuine. You help people. So what does the today I decide mean on your shirt? Well,
1: it all came down to um, I had a failed suicide attempt in 2000, 2012. And it seemed like I, and then I was going through therapy. So guys, if you're listening to this, it's there's no shame in going to therapy. I've been seeing the same therapist for th- 11, 12 years now. So if you're if you're going through therapy, good for you. Good for you. But my therapist said at one point, she's like, everything comes in life to your decisions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, I'm a big Joel Osteen guy. And he says that, you know, every day you can either choose to be a victim or the victor. So I had a mental, I threw my own mental health summit called Today I Decide Mental Health Summit about three years ago, because I realized that the most important words in the English language are today, I decide. Mm -hmm. Whether I decide I want to win, whether I decide I want to lose, I'm right. You are, 100%. And we all make, you know, whatever we want in our life, we make the decision. You know, my wife loves me, but she can't make the decisions for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are so worried about what everybody else thinks instead of making the decisions for themselves, you know, so that's, that's why I say everything. The three most important words are today. I decide.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. That's like that hundred percent ownership, but it's not, I'm doing this so I can build my business or whatever. You're taking it to the human level, to the level where it's like, Hey, I'm deciding to love myself today. I'm deciding to give today. I'm deciding to talk and reach out to people today. I'm deciding to be the victor today, not the victim. And each day you wake up and you got to do it again. And I think with entrepreneurship, with podcasting, with everything, because it's a long game, we have to decide, what am I going to do today? And guess what? Here's a couple of cool things you mentioned. One, I can decide to take a day off and it's okay. I can decide to do self-care and it's okay. And I loved what you really said there. Guys, and I'm talking to guys 100% because women, you're good at this, us men are not. It's okay to ask for help. So I I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of guys, especially in our space and people we know, won't ever portray that they need to ask for help. And I want people to know they should.
1: Well, I mean, if I'm struggling, I was struggling with something that had to do with podcasting, and I'm like, Eric, I need your help, bro. And he was there for me. And I'd be there for you. I'd be there for him. I'm there for Zach when he started his new thing. You know, I want to be there for everybody, but I want to let people know that just because you see us on camera, just because you see us on on Facebook and Instagram doesn't mean we got, we don't have tough days. But I think once you are being honest and real, people are willing to open up to you because they know he's not full of shit. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in the social media that they're one way on camera than one way off camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like my friend, Tony Wally said that today in this post, he said, there's a lot of fake ass people out there. Yep. Yep. And I'm not one of them. I'm the same goofy guy on camera, off camera, everybody gets hugs, but that's me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people can relate to me because I'm that way 24 hours a day.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's what you need to be. And I love Tony, too. I follow his stuff. But that's what you need to be. You need to be authentically you. You need to, I think people need to see all of it. You know, you can't always have the Lambo pitchers and the jets and everything's your best life now. There's days when you go through hell. There's days when you need help. There's days when you want to just sit down and just be and not have the pressures of life. Like this, honestly, for me, the past four months have been hell in a lot of stuff. I think, you know, like my sister died in May of cancer. She was dealing with that for a long time. There's other stuff. And then I had to go back up to Michigan and be around people that maybe I don't always want to be around. And in circumstances, I don't always want to be in, but I chose to go because it was my family and I wanted to be a part of it. But I think we need more authenticity in this space. We need to let people know, because then that way, they know, well, crap, I had a shitty day. But so did Richard. So did Joe. So did Eric. So did Kelly. So did all these different people. And we can actually give them a way to get there. Because I'm with you. Impact before anything else. Helping people before. Because someone did that for me. I've seen people. I'm in your circle, Richard. I know I can reach out to you. I know I can reach out to Eric. But a lot of guys don't have that.
1: You know, And a guy like Kelly. if If you guys don't know Kelly Cardenas. Amazing dude. And he'll tell you. He's gonna force you to be his friend 100%. for the rest of your life. Yeah. But he's gonna, you know, he's real and he's gonna he'll tell you, you know, I'm having a rough day, guys. I'm struggling. And a lot of people will be like, Okay, I get it. You know, this like my post. I do something I do a post every day in the morning just to get people talking, mm-hmm. just to let people know, wait a minute. I, I like the same band from nineteen seventy or eighty that you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the relatability. And I think you know the people. Reason why the people love The Rock, even though he's six foot five, three hundred pounds, and ripped, he's relatable. Yeah, you know. And I think that's something that needs, especially in our space, is to be relatable. Because I know a lot of people that when they're on camera, they're great, but as mm-hmm. soon as camera goes off, they're assholes, total assholes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like. I love. Like, I'm doing this new thread thing because you can like type stuff, and I'm just enjoying the. um Just talking to people and just doing the thing and not having the, are you talking to me to try and sell me? I want to have the authentic relationship. Like, I try to come in on your stuff. I know you come into my stuff all the time. We tag each other back and forth. But a lot of times, like you said, favorite 80s band. My favorite 80s band is Firehouse. Why? Because there's a song called When I Look Into Your Eyes that I remember sitting in Pizza Hut. When I was like a teenager, and I would play it, and I would do the jukebox. I didn't even have a girlfriend at the time. I was just this nerdy kid, but I liked that song, so that became my favorite band. What What but is that, your favorite band?
1: If I see you, and if I see you write, you know, Firehouse, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna reply back and say, an amazing band from Columbia, South Carolina. You know, and mm-hmm. I I love I love the band. I love the rock and roll band, and how the the. The uh, basis for Firehouse is now the basis for Striper, But that's how the conversations start. Mm -hmm. Because people know you're just not writing something just to get a reaction. You're actually having a conversation.
0: Yeah, because it's your life. It's what you actually want to do. You're like, give it like, I'm doing a half marathon. I'm not doing that to tell people, like, I'm just open up. Hey, I want to do a half marathon. I'm not done that. But I'm not going to win the marathon. I'm not running. Look, I'm 46. I'm not running. I'm going to be walking fast with my wife. And we're like, hey, we can go to Hawaii, do this thing together because she wanted to do it. And I just try to share different stuff. And I'm a normal guy. Like, okay, let me phrase that. I'm not really normal. But like when you're looking at, they everyone gives you their... And it's frustrating their highlight reel, highlight reel. So if I was going to give you my highlight reel, Richard, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm a Fortune 100 closer. I won President's Circle, blah, 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 blah. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But if I say, hey, Richard, you know what? I just went on my way home from my sister's funeral and rescued four pug puppies because they needed a home. And really, I thought I was rescuing them, but they really rescued me. Which of those two connect with you more?
1: For me, and I say this all the time. You know, everybody that I come on the show, we talk about their low light first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for me, the backstory is sometimes better than the front story.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: 100%. 100%. You know, so, but that, that's me. I'm the underdog guy. I I like any movie that has the underdog in it. I, I, and, I and a lot of times, I'll root for the underdog. I know they're never going to win. Yep.
0: I'm yep.
1: still going to root. Or I'll root for the bad guy. Just because he has an underground underdog story.
0: Yeah, I love bad guys, and it's because when you when a movie's done right, when it's done well, it is the villain has an actual story of why they're the villain. They're not just like the Disney villain where they're just pure evil or whatever that crap is, but they have like a story of stuff that's happened to them. No, I get that. I like that a lot. What what's your who's your favorite bad guy then? Uh,
1: well, my kids, my sons got me hooked into. We're watching everything from Marvel mm-hmm. in the timeline. So we've oh, got man. like thousands of things to watch. I like Thanos. Yep. I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome. If I could do that and just yeah. go and kill yep. half the people, that'd be great. But, <laughs> you know, I, I like villains. But like you said, there's a re- There's no such thing as crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just a matter of pain. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, whatever, even if I'm watching a TV, a movie, a cartoon, I'm always looking to get something out of it. So I learned everything. You know, I like Loki. I I love Loki.
0: I love Loki. Yeah. My Loki. wife and I actually just watched that. Like, I know I'm way behind. So we we did that when COVID happened. We did the whole go through the Marvel movies, but we didn't do all the shows. So my wife and I just started watching Loki, and Loki's one of my favorite characters. Like, I love Loki. I like Thanos because they make Thanos feel real. It's not like he's just a monster. He has in his head that he's actually doing the right thing. Even though he's completely wrong, you shouldn't take out half of humanity, half of the universe. But in his mind, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah.
2: Which is crazy. Yeah.
0: So let let's let's do this a little bit. So let's talk about your podcast. So you've done a ton of podcasting, a ton of stuff. And and guys, for this episode, Richard and I have been friends for years. We're just shooting the shit. This is kind of like a fun. You're getting into the mind of two podcasters that are catching up. So enjoy the ride. But in your podcast stuff that you've been doing, who's been your and it doesn't have to pick one, but who's been one of the funnest or most interesting guests you've had on? Uh,
1: well, it's probably be um, if you're a, I'm a sports geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love any NFL. So when I had Lee Steinberg on, the number one sports agent of all time, that was amazing. Because and then when I had David Meltzer come on the next day, oh wow! And they wrote they wrote the movie about both of them, uh-huh. Jerry Maguire. So yeah, yeah. that was fun. And I just rewatched the movie on Saturday and now I look at it different because I'm like, they're talking about Jerry and they're Mm -hmm. talking about Lee Steinberg. But uh, there's so many people that have been great. I mean, Steve Sims was amazing.
0: Love Steve Hederman. Uh,
1: He's great. There's a lot of people that are on, but then there's people that, you know, like one guy, like my friend Paul came on and it was the first time he ever talked about being sexually molested by a priest. Ever mm-hmm. never and and it was never expected to come out. Yeah, yeah. But f- from that moment on is when he started reaching out and, and helping people struggling with the same thing. And but then a lot of times I've had some big guests on I thought I'm gonna get millions of downloads and, and nothing. Hear- yep, yep. But then there's somebody, a local person that just she wrote a book and just put it out, and it's just crushing it uh-huh. so you really don't know and for me it's all about it's who's who's being impacted it doesn't matter you know who it is and then the hard thing is you know because of zach now everybody that i get come on the show 98 percent of them shared the episode uh-huh. but that's because of what zach taught me and yeah. I, and a lot of podcasters struggle with that get podcasters struggle with getting ratings
0: uh-huh.
1: people share it and because of zach I don't have that problem.
0: Is that like an insider secret you got to reach out to Zach for, or you can share it with no. us here? I'll share it. With, um,
1: if you sign up, like you signed up to my, my uh, to show up, cause you're coming on, I think next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you sign up, it says, do you promise to share your episode mm-hmm. on your social media platforms, including your email? Yeah. So when I come back and say, Joe, you know, I can't, here's a, here's the episode and I'll, I'll send you all the links. You promised to share it everywhere.
0: Yep. And the, your word is your bond. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to share and you're not going to lie.
1: So you're not no. going to go against your word. And I ask everybody, cause it's, if you come on my show, it takes me between three to five hours to edit it and all that stuff. All I'm asking you to do is leave a review.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: tell everybody, if, if it's a one-star interview, that's what I deserve. Write yeah. it down. Yeah. No, no I love I, that. And I think, you know, we've had, I think we're almost at like 500 written five-star reviews.
0: Yeah. Well, because you're awesome and people like to talk to you. Think about this. You cultivated an environment to where that gentleman was able to share his story for the first time. So there's certain things you do. You And this is just from an outside observation with talking with you. You give a space where people can feel seen and heard. You give a space where they're free to talk about what they want to talk about without any for lack of better terms, condemnation or bad, you know, you're just letting them talk and be, and then you ask really good questions. So I think, I think that's the secret to the podcast. You're opening them up, you're helping them and you're helping them give their story. So no, I love that. And then on the other thing that you mentioned was that, cause I, I thought this was cool. I do ask people to do the five-star review, but I'm going to put that in mind. I'm going to use it now cause I, I want more downloads too i'm like hey the only way you come on my show is if you do the five-star review and if you promise to share it because i've had a lot of people promise to share it but you see me dude i share my stuff all the time and by the time i do it sometimes they reshare it but you no know, i think that's a goldmine tip there
1: well and if you're a podcaster what i do is something i've learned and and i don't remember who i i i tell so i my like my friend todd he's my booker i tell him i want you to because if, if when you come on my show, you're going to be live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. You need to subscribe on all three platforms before yep. I'll even send you a booking link.
0: Yep, hundred percent. That's good. That's smart. You know,
1: because I mean, if, if it takes me three to five hours, it only takes you a second to subscribe. And then the good thing is, if they subscribe on iTunes wherever, your whole your whole uh, your whole library gets updated. It gets it goes to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they can have more people that will touch them and the connections and the building and going back to networking again. And I know it's like crazy. So people are sitting there going, how do they do that? Rewind this part. Richard just told you the secret to how he got over 700,000 downloads. Besides the fact that he's completely amazing and awesome. You got to have that aspect too. But like, if you do some of those techniques, you're going to start getting more downloads, you can start more listeners and then they're going to get raving fans and help you do that. So I, dude, I love this. Here, Here's another question. So you, you like movies. And you said you've been doing the Marvel thing so far. What is your favorite movie, though?
1: You'll never, ever guess it. Anybody I've ever had on the show and I ask them, they never guess it. And, okay, I'm going to ask you, what do you think my favorite movie is of all time?
0: I just thought of a brainy, weird answer in my head. So I'm just going to say My Fair Lady because I don't think that's it. But that's what hit my head first and I have no idea.
1: The Autobiography of Malcolm
0: X. I would have never thought that. So so what, <laughs> that intrigues me. Why do you like that movie so much?
1: Because it was from one line that he said when when Red was in prison before he became Malcolm. And they asked him, you know, how how do you feel? and he says i'm a free man and they ask him how are you a free man he said because the prison may hold my body but my mind is free
0: oh that's deep that's deep.
1: and that just and that just hit me hard and the good thing is i read the book before I, I watched the movie and every time it's on i watch it because in the end you know before he got killed he realized people were people
2: mm-hmm.
1: didn't matter what color they were they people were people so and it, it came to me, you know, that I believe that anybody can change. Yeah. You know. So that's why that's one of my, my favorite movies. I'll watch it, and my wife's like oh.
0: <laughs> not again. And I love Titanic. I'll watch it every Oh no, no, no. <laughs> my wife loves Titanic. It's not okay. Here's a funny story, because you mentioned that. And she sent me today, if you follow my social today, well, this isn't really there but if you follow my social, she sent me this thing of Jack, and I can't remember the girl's name right now. Who's the girl in it? What's her name in the movie? for Titanic? No, I'm having a break for <laughs> it. Anyways, you know the scene where he's about to die. That's like the only scene that I like in the show, because I didn't really like them. That's just me. Because my wife, we were friends at the time, she had me go and watch it, and I was like, this is stupid. But now, you know, I could probably watch and be happy. But anyways, We have pugs. So instead of it just being Rose, her name's Rose. Instead of being Rose on there looking at Jack going, there's no room. It has Rose and about 18 pug puppies on the raft, And she's looking at Jack going, there's no room. And I posted on my social today. And my wife goes on there and she posts a picture goes, what do you mean? And she told the four pug puppies that we have. So it's kind of a funny story.
1: You'll have no room in your bed. So you'll be sleeping... They'll be sleeping in the bed comfortably, you won't be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually my daughter's already claimed a couple. My son is going to have one and then my other daughter. So hopefully I still get to keep my bed. We'll see. Fingers crossed. I don't know, probably not, but hey, we we can hope for that. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's next with you? Like you've been podcasting for a while. I know you're building your brand, doing your thing. Where are you going or where are you where do you want to take the podcast and your brand to?
1: Well my goal is because you know when I sat down with John Lee Dumas and and he's my mentor, so we figured out, you know, I have his 90 day journal. so I only do 90 days at a time. Mm-hmm. and I'm I'm day 56 into 90. Um, I don't I forget to write it at sometimes, so it's definitely not accurate. But my goal is in the next 30 something days to get a million downloads because um, that means I'm touching people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and for me you know the coffee brand is going great um the social media is going great my goal is to be able to next year uh go to Zach's underground hopefully be on the stage with some of those guys because I've interviewed almost all of them they yeah. all you know, yep. they've all been on the show so I'm like well you know what help a brother out you know hook <laughs> a brother yeah. up yeah so for me it's just to get on more stages to hit be a guest on more podcasts because if you want to get known as a podcaster you need to get on more podcasts yeah 100%. and for some reason people got or guys and girls if you're podcasters they hate another podcast and i don't understand it it's kind of like if you're a movie star you want to have another movie star in your movie
0: yes 100 so percent
1: Podcasters <laughs> are like oh my god they're gonna take my audience and i'm like no 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 not how it works
0: no,
2: that's
1: Wait, not how anything it, works.
0: Yeah, yeah it's the scarcity mindset. I do with it with sales guys too. They get this idea and they think, "Oh, it's my secret. I can't tell anyone." And in reality, the more that you connect with more podcasts, people, or people that run them, the more people will hear about their show. And then what I do, I tell them like, "Hey, Richard, you know what? I'm going to take the interview that we do when I'm on your show, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to replay it on mine, so that they can find about your podcast and do more stuff." It's the synergy, It's the energy with it, man. I think people need to not have the fear of loss. And, and I'll root for you, Zach, if you're listening, and we'll send you this episode. You need to put Richard on your stage next week or next year at Alpha Dog. I think it's called Alpha Dog Pound. Yeah, yeah it is Alpha Dog Pound 2024. Richard needs to be on that stage. Make it happen. So I don't know if I have that power. We'll throw it out there. Hey, it, now it's recorded. Now we're speaking it out. You know, you're talking about Joel Olstein and like people talk about affirmations and stuff. You got to have and say what you want, so just start, you know, saying it. And you, dude, you have such a good story. And that's what people need to hear. It doesn't have to be pretty. It has to be authentically you, which is one of the reasons I love you, because like you said, you are always 100% you, whether people like it or not.
1: And, you know, know, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to start a podcast uh, because Cousin Joe down the street says, I don't think I'd be a good podcaster. Or I don't have the perfect camera. I don't have the perfect mic. <laughs> you know, I don't, one of our friends just put out a put out a post, and I don't remember who it was. It had to be yesterday or today. And you're like, just do it. Yes, Why yes. Why are you yes. not doing it? Yeah. You you actually commented on somebody's post. I did. Somebody was saying uh, it was. I'm Jim planning. Biden, yep. Jim,
0: and we're like, you're like. So why didn't you start the podcast? I said, record now. Just stop all the crap and record now. Yeah. And and for full disclosure, because it can be on YouTube as well, I have done 142 released episodes on an HP computer's camera that makes me look like I'm stuck in the 80s at times. So you can start and do it. And I've talked to mega people like Richard here, like Steve Sims. Like I've had big name people on my show. They don't care. It's about bringing value to people. Quit getting in your head. I think that's something if we can get people to realize, quick, getting in your head, do the post, do the thing, share your message because someone needs to hear it, and guess what? They need to hear it from you.
1: Yep. You know, I mean, because even if you look at Gary Vaynerchuk, my brother, you know, some of his biggest videos with the most downloads were made on a flip cam. Yep. At a yard sale. Yes. Outside, <laughs> in early morning, and it's got like 15 million views, mm-hmm. and it's on a flip cam. So it yeah. really doesn't matter what you have it on. It's it, You just got to make your content, make it valuable and make it shareable. And I think for me, that's what I. for the last six weeks, I've been trying to make content that is shareable. Because if it's not shareable, not a lot of people are going to see it.
0: Yeah. When you say shareable, let's dig into that a little bit. So I want to understand what you mean, like the ability to share it or there's something like a hook in it that makes them want to share. It. What do you what do you well, like? like I'll
1: put out because I do I do a daily post every day mm-hmm. and it might be, you know, uh, what was your who was your favorite concert and who did you go with? So they're going to pick who they went to the concert with, what concert it was, and they're going to tag them in that person, that person mm-hmm. in it. And they're going to see it, and then they're going to share. Yeah, because you know Facebook only has a certain amount of reach, mm-hmm. but the more shares you get, the, the more, more people see it. So for me, I, and I didn't learn that until I I just picked up a book called "A Hundred Million Followers" by Brendan Kane, mm-hmm. and he says if your if your you know content is not shareable, it's really not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. No, I love that because I was thinking about it over the past month, month and a half, because I've been shifting what I've been doing. I've been asking more questions. I'm getting a lot more shares with it and I'm getting a lot more engagement. And what I found out is that Facebook loves it. Here's another tip, write this down. Facebook loves it when you ask questions that people will come and engage on. So like I was asking them, what's your follow-up strategy? How do you close people down? Because I'm in the sales space, so I was just staying there. And then recently, I think I just did one weird random one. And then I'll look and go back later on. I have like eight or nine shares. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I said the same thing, but I didn't ask it as a question. I said it as a statement. I get, you know, 150 people maybe look at it. If I ask it as a question, it's like 1,000 people. It starts getting that reach. So just a little tip. I I love what you're doing there because I think that's going to open doors. Well, because, you know,
1: just picture this. We were just talking about Marvel. And, you know, picture this if... One day you're on your social media page, and this is before Stan Lee passed. And imagine if he put a post out and said, "Rich, Thanos is going to be doing this. What do you think he should do in the next movie?" And then you hear him, and then he does it in the next movie. Oh yeah! How many people are you going to share it with? How many people are you going to go see the movie with? Everyone. Social media. Same exact thing. If people feel that they're involved in your success, they're going to want to be more involved and share more. If they feel like they're being heard, just like in sales. hundred percent. Like for me, in sales, if you're a salesperson and you're talking to me. It does me no good. But if you're
0: listening to me. So, yep. Give me the keys. He so- just dropped another bomb. He literally just dropped my secret to sales success. I literally talk less than my clients. It's the funniest thing. Like I'll see all these people do these great pitches, great pitches, great pitches, them, 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 them. I'll be like, Hey Richard, what's the problem you have? How can I help you? And I shut up and you tell me that I can just solve your problem. And I win. that's a gold mine. He just dropped for you.
1: Well, you know, and even if podcasting, if guys, if you're a podcasting pod- pod- podcaster, um, something David Meltzer, I asked him, I said, you know, say something about the show. And he said, Richard is more interested than interesting. And I took it as a slap in the face and I, I messaged him back and I'm like, the hell does that mean? I'm not <laughs> interesting." And he goes, no, I want you to do some research on that quote.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was a quote from like when somebody said it to Dan Rather. Mm-hmm. That he was more interested than interesting. That means I'm more concerned with your story than my story. I already yeah. know my story. I want to know your story. And I think that's what makes me a little bit more successful because one day my wife said, Hey, listen, dumbass, you need you need to start listening more and just shut up. Yeah. And people love to talk. So if you get them talking about themselves, you're the you're, you're their best friend.
0: Yeah. And they'll tell you things. You don't even have to push them. They'll give you the answers you're seeking. If you do, I think that's why you and I are good podcasters or great podcasters, exceptional podcasters, whatever your term you want to put in there, because we ask questions, we let them speak. Now I know you and I are bantering back and forth more, but we're two friends. We've been friends for a long time. Normally in a podcast interview, I ask you a question, I listen, I give a little bit, I, I shut up, you know, but with this, it's like, Oh, I'm just talking to my friend. If they want to listen, great. If not, I get a great conversation.
1: Well, what I do is, and I tell everybody, because you'll see me writing, and I'll tell them, listen, if you see me writing, it's because you said something that hit home that I'm going to ask you about later. Yeah. So that that they know, wait a minute, hold on. He's actually listening to what I'm saying, because there's a difference between listening and hearing. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Yeah. So when yeah, I tell I... someone, you come on my show, I'm going to say, Joe, if you see me writing stuff down, it's I'm going to be asking you questions and I got sheets of questions that I'm going to ask during the interview. You know, you might've said, said something earlier, but I'm going to go back to it. I want to make sure I hit that point. Cause if it hit me, it's going to hit the audience.
0: Yeah. No. And I love that because I think that's, that's where the magic is. That's what the great thing of a, a good podcast, a great podcaster has the ability to listen, repeat it back, maybe in a different way that they said it and then draw out more. Like you'll say something like, "Oh, cool, that made sense." Now, how does that work? And then you get them to do more. I love that, man. Well, like I had Steve
1: Sims on, right? Yeah. And one of our, one of our friends, Tamara and, um, Tammy girl. I said, "What should I not say, or what should I say about you know to Steve Sims?" She's like, "Don't talk about Elton John. Whatever you do." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's good." So, and I knew that everybody asks about Elton John. So when I, when he came on the show, he said, I got 30 minutes. You know, he comes like he's all rough and tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, Steve's great. He's like, yep. I got 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. So the first question was, was what was it like being a 17-year-old bricklayer, almost being homeless, but being with the woman, Claire, you call your wife now? It kind of just blew him right out of the water. He's like, you know what? Nobody's ever asked me that question. And yeah. then and he's like, are you going to ask me about Elton John? I'm like, Nope. No. <laughs> no, no, no. we well, I... Like John Lee Dumas, when I had him on the show, everybody asked him about entrepreneurs on fire, and my first question was, "What was it like being a tank commander in Iraq after losing a after losing a tank? How did you deal with the mental mental issues?"
0: Dude, and I he, love that,
1: and he shared it because I did. I asked him questions that nobody else asked him. Yeah, and, and that's he, the magic.
0: So, I got, even wrote you.
1: And it got him emotionally involved. If you get so, like I had a guy yesterday. He's got fourteen companies. He's got, I think he's got like a hundred and forty foot yacht. Mm-hmm. And I made him cry three times on the show yesterday. <laughs> and he bought five hundred dollars worth of coffee. Uh huh. And he's like, "You made me emotional." He said, like, "I'm going to share that just because I'm emotionally involved." Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't. A lot of it's just shallow stuff. And people are not going to share it. if it doesn't. If there's no emotion involved, they're not going to share. It. I'm sorry, they're not
0: going. Yeah. What? And, but I love what you did there. So you did a few things, Richard, that just like pop out at to me. With Steve Sims, you knew not to ask the one thing. So you asked him about something personal in his life. So Steve, the human, not Steve the badass businessman, not Steve the connector, not Steve the over the top guy. You know, you did that with with the other people that you mentioned in this last gentleman, you were able to go in and get him to be, to, to open up. And that's what, that's the magic right there. That's your magic, man. Because other people I've heard Steve on a bunch of shows and everyone asked him the same questions and you just switched it up a little bit. And all of a sudden he was super great. You know, actually funny story. My, I wasn't using this mic. I didn't have this mic yet. Right. My headset died in the middle of Steve's, Interview. I literally had to rip it out. He was laughing about this. So I'm talking to him on the thing in the interview, rip it out and (laughs) go with the computer monitor sound for the rest of the episode.
1: (laughs) But, you know, but then you realize with a guy like that, you know, where he comes from in in Mm -hmm. England, he came from bricklaying. Yeah. He he didn't care. He was great. You know, he understands, you know, all this stuff, but I also did my homework Mm -hmm. on him. I have all his books. I probably watched about 100 hours of of YouTube videos of what not to ask. Yeah, yeah. Like I got the drummer from Def Leppard coming on next week and I got Mickey Work coming on. You know, those guys, I'm not going to be asking about
0: nine and a half weeks. Right, like he's had that a billion times. He doesn't want to hear that again.
1: No, but I want to talk Like when I got Rick Allen from Def Leppard coming on and that's all because of Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's going to talk about Losing his arm and also talking about mental health.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is big. I'm sure, and I'm sure t- he doesn't want to talk about the how many times can you t- what made you right pour some sugar on me? You know? <laughs> but if you tell me about, you know, what was it like waking up in that next day in the hospital with, yeah. with one arm? Yeah. A lot of veterans go through that. Mm-hmm. So it's relatable. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. And so if you get somebody
1: emotionally involved,
0: you're in. Yeah, dude. No, that's amazing. That's your magic. That is your magic. That, When I think about that with you, maybe, and I'm not telling you what to do, maybe if you could teach people how to do that, that would be something that would open up more stages for you because that right there, dude, is epic because most people don't do it. Most people follow the thing.
1: and, And I don't know if we talked about it the last time I was on your show, but I learned that from an old man that was selling it five or six timeshares a day. And I learned it from him, the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. To sell-
0: yeah. No, dude, that's, that's just epic because, well, but there was a couple of things in here too. Because when you're doing that, you're not trying to sell them. You're just trying to open them up and do things. But it's still the same technique when you're trying to sell people, you're trying to open them up so that you find out information with them. I do want to go back to this because you were talking about the the drummer from Death Leopard. I think you said the drummer, right? Yep. And, uh, and the trauma thing. If I can ask you to ask one question, this is my thought. How did you feel? And you don't have to, but it's just what I'm just thinking. How did you feel waking up without the arm? And how did you relate to the world after that? Because he was known to be a drummer. If you are missing an arm, now his whole world's changed. Just like you said with the military veterans, I, that would be curiosity to me. Or do you think he's been asked at a bunch? I don't know.
1: I don't. But the reason why Kelly connected with us together because him and his wife Lauren is are actually doing a a drum circle in Philly, and it's all for veterans. Oh, wonderful! So he's big in the veteran community. So um, he he knows what it's like to lo- possibly lose your career mm-hmm. from an injury. Yeah. So it's and everybody that I have on the show has gone through. I don't just have anybody to have just somebody come on the show because 100% because they're famous. No, for me, it's like, yeah, you're famous, but if it doesn't relate, you know, like I had a, a guy that he's like, I'm the dentist for the stars. I'm like, yeah,
0: I, okay. I got nothing.
1: I'm
0: like, I got nothing. You know? Are you going to get free somebody? veteran care? Well, I mean, look, where's the angle here, man? <laughs> you
1: know, like you said, you know, if you said, you know, yeah, like you said, if I if I help veterans out, or if I just, you know, help somebody else out. I do pro bono work or whatever, then I'm interested. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, I just want to come on the show just to be on the show, well then can't help you. And, and the thing sometimes you got to say no.
0: Yes. Yes, that's powerful. So yeah, no, I like I I was just on a podcast before this, and one of the things I was talking to this nice lady, and she was like, No is a complete sentence. And you had to protect your energy and you had to protect who you are and the environment you're in. So what are your things? So i want to dig deep into Richard here a little bit. What are your ways to protect yourself from, I know you do the therapy, and all, but from like, you have a top podcast, you're in high demand, you're having big name people on. So you're getting hit all the time. What are ways that you protect yourself from the charlatan for lack of a better word? Because we know there's charlatans in this space too that just want to take advantage of your platform.
1: Well, being humble is number one, you know, no matter, and I tell everybody, no matter how big a podcast, how many stages I speak on, I got a 14 year old dog that, that I still got to go pick up or poop every day. <laughs> so, so, you know, no matter how, how great we think we are, you know, somebody still got to go poop or scoop or take out the garbage on a Tuesday night. So I think staying humble is, is, is a big thing. And, and like you said, just saying no for me and this is the way i do it everything it's either god family and friends business
2: mm-hmm.
1: if it's not in that three it's not happening
2: yeah
1: and so if, how? but if it, but what but what i do do is well, i think um even i had dave Meltzer on and even he says schedule everything Mm-hmm. So even if I know, OK, I'm sleeping late today, I'm scheduling it to sleep late. Yeah. Or if I say, you know, I'm taking an hour like I did today. I did. did I did two interviews a day and I'm like, you know what? I need an hour for myself. So I set I set Alexa, I said an hour. I went and played played video games for an hour just nice. to free my mind. But like I said, I make sure I schedule everything. Because mm-hmm. if it's not scheduled, if, like you say, if it's not measured, it's not cut.
0: Yeah. No, so I me, love it.
1: You know, if I if I don't have a schedule, then I'm not being successful. And I schedule time in for my wife, like mm-hmm. six o'clock usually at night. Phone goes off. Uh, the rest of the time is family time. So yeah. and like even David said, he, he's like, I had to bankrupt my company, a hundred million dollar company. Yep. Because his wife caught him at the Grammys. With with Lil John being stupid. Yep. And he's like, well, I got a bank. So he started all over again. And then he started prioritizing. Mm -hmm. And now his company's worth what, $20 billion or something stupid?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: But it's because he schedules time for his mom, times for his kids, time for fun. A lot of guys don't schedule time for fun.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or they'll do, they'll spend all day having fun and then wonder, well, why am I not productive? Well, you have schedule. to. Yeah.
0: I, I've learned to schedule. Like before I used to be free flowing, but I found out scheduling makes me more money, gives me more time, makes things set up and tell your wife. Thank you. Cause I know we're past seven o'clock where you're at right oh, now recording.
1: Knows I, when we get off, she's got a nice, nice big steak for me. So, and I'm going to hang out with the kids and watch another Marvel movie. I think I just watched one of the worst Marvel movies ever. Oh my God. It was like, which one did you watch? It was something about the rings and it was about.
0: Oh, something 10 something. rings. 10 rings. Oh my God. <laughs> movie I've ever seen. So
1: I I, I think we're watching Ant Man and Wasp or something time.
0: Oh, the new one? Yeah. Number so, two or number three? I think number two. I think we've seen the
1: first one. We've got to watch number
0: yeah, two. Yeah. So number two is pretty good. And number three, when you get to the end of that, that one's really good. I like number three.
1: And like I said, you know, I take time out. But
0: I'll ask my wife, I'll
1: be like, listen, honey, you know, Joe wants me to come on. Do you mind? Yeah. Because if she said
0: no, Joe, we're going to have to reschedule. Yep. hundred percent. And I reached out to you today. I said, hey, does this work for you? You're like, yeah, I'm good because I want to respect that time too. Because for me, again, God, family, what I'm doing first, business, life, all that after, you know? So while we lay on this plane, I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I know you're a man of faith and all. How much does God and your faith play into what you do? Because you mentioned it first. So what does that mean? Because like some people think God first and they have this really messed up idea of that. And I don't get that vibe from you. So what, what do you mean by God first?
1: Well, uh, let me just say, um, you know, I'm a big Ed Milet guy. I'm a big Dave, David Meltzer guy. And some I'm a big god guy but i'm a gratitude guy mm-hmm. and like before i go to bed at night and people think it's folk hokey, but i don't care i reach over i h- hold my wife and i pray for her just for putting up with me <laughs> is one thing but you know i there's no way you can be angry at somebody you're praying for yeah yeah so i pray for my wife and then i pick three things that happened that day that i'm grateful for and then when i wake up in the morning if i could see something I wake up and I say, Lord, thank you. Today's going to be an amazing day. Because David said, and that's one thing that stuck out through the interview was gratitude and anger cannot occupy the same space. Right. So, but for me, I have an attitude of gratitude because I know in the end, it's just going to be me and my maker. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't matter. I love my wife. I love my kids, but they're not going to be there with you and And once you realize that we all come in on a gurney and we leave on a gurney,
2: yeah <laughs> you
1: yeah. know the rest of it is 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 just great and I realize that God has given me so many blessings um but I want to make sure that it's in proper perspective yeah but I know I don't own anything even like some people say, well, that's not true and I'll ask, where's the car you drove when you were in high school? Well somebody else owns it yep. <laughs> somebody else owned this house before I'm here. Somebody else is going to own it after I leave. Mm -hmm. I'm just, God is just letting me use it. So for me, I call God dad. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's how I talk to him. I talk to him like he's my father, my dad. Yeah. I don't have that that iron ruler. You know, you don't do this. Don't do that. I have a a respect for him, but I know that I can go to him and say, I don't have to have the most elaborate prayers. Mm -hmm. I can just say, help yeah or i can just say you know what because a lot of people they pray and then when they get what they prayed for they forgot Mm -hmm. where for me i'll be like you know what lord thank you thank you for what you're doing for me i appreciate you even i i like i'm like joe losey i expect favor Mm -hmm. if i pull in a parking lot i'm expecting the best parking space yeah i'm expecting for people to say Oh, you know what? You look, you smiling today. I got a great sale for you. Just for you. Mm-hmm. I expect it because I I believe I, I live in favor. Yeah. You know? So for me, God is, God is my friend, but he's also my dad.
0: Yeah. No, I love so, that. Got it. You know? I love that. Any other parting words before we let you go back and watch Marvel movies and all the fun stuff you can do as the family?
1: Uh, For me? I just want you guys to say, you know, to realize that no matter what you're going through. I did a post about this the other day. If you're going through hell, just keep going because you've made it 100 percent of the day so far and you're going to make it today.
0: I love That's that. It. Yeah, I love that. Richard, thank you for being on for all you listening. Go follow him Vertical Momentum, Richard Kaufman on all the socials. Get the coffee, get the stuff. And Richard, I just wanted to tell you again, thank you for being a, first and foremost a friend in my life. I love you. And if you need anything from me, my door is always open to you. Go. Last thing, guys, get friends like Richard in your life because he's really cool. Now, all of you probably can't be Richard's friends. He's only one person. But you have Richard's in your life that will love you, help you, and be there for you. So go do that and be a Richard for someone else. And until now, next I, time.
1: yeah. just say so real quick guys before you log off make sure that you subscribe to joe make sure you leave a comment and make sure you go to threads and make sure you follow joe on threads
0: thank you my brother thank you go do be amazing and we'll be recording soon